Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi, welcome to today's episode. I wanted to talk about two pretty um, pretty big topics in one because I think it's important to combine them actually when, when looking at habits and time management. Not overly fascinating or exciting topics, but extremely helpful, useful, etc. from a productivity standpoint. And it's something that a lot of us struggle with. Like recently, um, there's a mastermind group I'm in and, and you know, one of the people in there was saying, oh, what are some of the habit things that people do to help manage their time and what they do? And and I have a few that, that I do and have regularly done for many years. And it was only once I, I read James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, I realized I was actually doing a lot of the things already. I just hadn't like labeled them and had like documented them really. Um, but I'd found that they worked for me really, really well. And the habits themselves then support the time. But the problem really becomes when you're not clear on what it is that you actually want to do. And the habits can't really support you because you're not clear. <laughs> so it to me, it always comes back down to awareness and clarity. So I have a five-step process that I wanted to, to take you through so and see if it helps you as well. So we'll just talk quickly through what the five steps are. The first one is clarity because clarity is key and you can't really do much without it. The second step is to prioritize. Then comes understanding your relationship with time. Then the fourth one is reviewing your current habits. And then the final and fifth step is to align your habits and time. So I'll take you through each one of those. Um, but it's important to, to recognize that we all have different time constraints. And that's why it's really difficult when someone says, oh, I'll just do this, just do this. Says, I have this time hack or I have this habit hack or whatever it is. That's great and it might work for them. But what you really need to do is understand your season of life. So, and I, I haven't, I'm in another mastermind group where, where the leader always talks about how no one's 24 hours is the same. And that is so true. And we put so much pressure on ourselves, especially as women, women business owners, women mums who are business owners. Like, there's so many different layers to our world. <laughs> and so many things change depending on how young our children are. I still remember when, when my daughter started school and I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to manage this? I can't like drop her off at eight o'clock anymore uh, or have a flexible drop off time. Like some days might be a bit later, some days might be a bit earlier, but then I can pick her up a bit later really. It's like this time and this time and it's very rigid and it's very short. <laughs> and, and then school holidays. Oh my goodness. In, when she was at daycare and then kindy, of course she could I could take her through anything. The only days I think they were closed were like Easter and Christmas. So whereas school holidays, there's a lot of them. Um, and of course, that's when everybody's doing everything. Because I used to still only work part-time when she was in kindy. And so anything we really wanted to do where there were crowds, we do them on the days that I didn't work during the week. But during the school holidays, if that's what you've got, you, they're the only options you have. So your days and your times will vary throughout your seasons. And then as your kids get older, they have sport or activities and you become like mom's taxi. So it, it all changes. So you have to work around what you've got. And then understand what, what's important to you. So that's where step one. So we'll talk about clarity. 
So here are some questions that I'd like you to ask yourself. If you're driving, um, maybe just try and sort of make some mental notes or you can do this when you, you can or pull over if you want to just like write the questions down at the very least. I can also put the questions in the notes and then that way you can actually then read them. But I'd like you to answer what is most important to you right now? It can be a list of all sorts of things. Just write it down as it comes to you. Don't think of like the order or priorities yet. We'll get to that. But just write down what's most important to you right now. Secondly, what is taking most of your time right now? (laughs) And they are two different things. There might be some stuff that's just hanging on or it's just there or something that you said yes to in the heat of the moment and then just sort of maybe regret it or it's taking more time than you anticipated. So write down what's actually taking most of your time. Then with that, that combined list, group each of those items into categories. For example, job or business, housework, family time, then caring for kids and family, which is different to family time. Family time is stuff that you do together, but if you're caring for a parent or a sick child, that is different. And of course, that will change over time, which is why I'm going to suggest that you review these uh, on a regular basis. Then there's kids' activities. Then there's self-care, if you actually get any time to do that. Um, friends, and then fun, and etc. There might be other things. There might be hobbies that you have that you want to put there. Like just categorize everything, and just so you can see the weight of different things <laughs> and the amount of time each of those things um, can take. You can write that down as well if you want. It will that that will kind of get fleshed out shortly. Now, being able to understand what time you actually have available to you. So you know you have 24 hours in a day. Say there's eight hours of sleep, hopefully. A lot of people get less, but let's just hope there's eight. Then there's chunks of time where things. So so grab a blank piece of paper, unlined, and then draw a table. And across the, the top, so the, the horizontal or the x-axis, um, put down your um, days of the week. So you can start with Sunday or Monday, whichever works for you. Just put them across the top. And then down the the vertical axis axis on the side, write the chunks of time. You don't need to write every hour. You can if you like. But you can write chunks like six to eight. Maybe that's your first chunk. And then you have eight to nine. Could be another chunk. Um, I know for me that's usually the getting ready, finalizing lunch, getting ready for school, getting my daughter to school and getting home from school. That's like that takes almost an hour. Then you have maybe say nine till 12. And then you might want to have some lunch from 12 to 12.30 and then 12.30 to 2.30. Then you have to leave for school, pick up again. And then from 2.30 to 8, it's pretty much, you know, what it is. there's so much other stuff there. And then from 8 till 10 p.m. might be like the two hours that you really get to yourself in the evening. What, whatever that looks like, just do the chunks. And then fill in in that table. And you can use a ruler if you want or you can just eye, eyeball it. What do you have tos? The things that you have to do, like you have to take your kid to school or you have to pick them up from school or they've got an activity, like what are, what are some regular meetings that you've got? Um, what, are the, what are the things that you cannot move? Put them in there. And then we'll come to prioritizing. So this is step two now, is prioritize. Now, something that I've, I've found this is, this is really important because we, we have so many things that we do um, but it's not all, we don't always do it in the order of priority, really. I mean, just as an example, the floors can wait. Like I've actually gotten to the point now where I almost vacuum, like properly vacuum maybe once a month. Um, I could even get a cleaner, although I have to, to be honest, the, my list to actually find one and our household is low chem. So low chemical, like I, I don't like, like I had, I got a cleaner in once and oh my God, the house smelt of 
I don't know, bleach or something. It's not horrible for about two weeks after. So they just like put me off getting a cleaner. So yes, there's a certain control freak that's going on there, but I haven't even got the mental bandwidth at the moment. It's just like, okay, whatever. It's it's not even that big a deal for me right now. So that I've put that on the not pri- not high priority list. So what what really needs to get done? Obviously, if you're somebody in your household has asthma, then you probably need to vacuum a bit more regularly. So it's a higher priority. But again, it's what works for you. Uh, and then the other thing too, some weeks I'm like, I just can't do it all. So I'll, I'll message or call up one of the other parents who lives nearby and go, can you please take my daughter to school? Or can you please pick her up? And we do that to each other. So it, and it becomes really nice. The kids love it as well. They get to have a little bit of fun in the car on the way to school, or they get to have a play date after. And it just, it just helps so much. So you take a categorized list that you had before and then prioritize it. Put it in order of priority from highest to lowest. And then taking this and putting it into that that table that you had before as well. So, and the thing is, you're going to need to review this on about a monthly basis because if your child is sick or if your parent is in hospital or your grandparent or something, that that may change on a regular basis as well. So your priority in that space will change. But if you don't change the priority, other things will just, it's a bit like a handbag. The bigger it gets, the more stuff you put in it. So you need to then consciously move your time around. It's the same with money. If you're saving, like for instance, when we were saving for a car, when we got the car, I still wanted to save that money, but I put it in. So I consciously then moved it into a different one of the buckets or the, the pie slices that I use for, for managing my money. Otherwise, it would have just disappeared on stuff. It's amazing how things can just, you know, move. So that's step two. Step three, this one, we're looking to look at the mindset side of money. of time. So fixated on the money side, um, but of the time thing. So right now you're going to have that sort of, we're going to get to the, the review of that chart, that, that your, your, your timeline of the prioritized list of things you have to do fitted, fit within the chunks of time that you have in your week. So we'll park that for the moment and come back to it. But I want to talk about relationship to time with time because it's really important. Think back to when you were a child how did time get talked about? How did it feel like? What did what did it feel like for you? Was there endless amounts of time? Were you always late for everything? Were you always early for everything? You had heaps of time. Your parents didn't really schedule too much and everything just like cruised along. My dad is one of those people. Time just seems to flow for him. He gets things done. He gets. Admittedly, he doesn't have the same sort of level of sort of responsibility or activities. But I don't know. Whatever he does, I just remember my dad. Time just seemed to work for him. It somehow manipulated itself to his in his favor. My mother, on the other hand, we just seemed to always be rushing from one thing to the next. It was just this constant. We were never late for anything, but we were always rushing. It was always, oh, we have to get to here, to here. We did stuff before school, and then it was a race to get to school. I got changed in the car. I ate breakfast. I ate most of my meals in the car. <laughs> I ate more lunches and uh, breakfasts and dinners in the car, I think, than anything when I was a kid. And we just went from so many things. I was, I mean, I, I look back now and I think, whoa, I was overscheduled. But then at the same time, I got exposed to so many different activities. Um, but even with my daughter, we've, I sort of started to fall down that trap with her. You know, I'd be this like steamroller in the morning. It'd be like, stay out of mama's way because she's going from here to here, make sure everything, all the dishes done in the morning, all the clothes put away. And so sometimes I'm now like, you know what? 
it's just going to stay like that. It's just going to stay like a mess till we can get out the door calmly. Um, I will deal with the mess later or we can do it tonight. Or you can just leave your pajamas there and then you'll just put them back on tonight again. I've had to let go of quite a lot of that sort of thing because I just don't like to rush all the time and have that like constant state of like adrenaline um, going. And it's not a very pleasant, I'm not a very pleasant person. And I don't like myself when I'm like that either. So have a, have a think of how you see it. Because the other thing too is you have, I now have this mantra where I have enough time to do all the things that I need to do in a calm way and even just saying those words makes me feel calmer and makes me go oh it will all get done anything that really needs to will just work things will fall into place and yes I have actually taken to not even looking at the clock as much because if I'm running late looking at the clock it's not going to make me get there any faster it'll just you know lift my blood pressure and I don't really need that either so it's how we actually see our see time. It is a man-made construct after all. So if man created it, man can manipulate it. You know, like, and I was listening to a podcast recently where it actually really, they were talking about just that. And it was also a podcast that actually made me realize that I'd just gotten into this habit of how I saw time linked to how I had it, the experience of my childhood. And, and I decided I didn't want that. And so with that awareness and that decision and that's not to say that it doesn't take work for me to to continue because it's it's a it's a bit of an ingrained habit I've had that since childhood so I've had to really work at that so become aware tune in to how you see speak and behave about time and if you don't like it work on changing it so step four then becomes reviewing your habits so if you look at what you do on a daily basis and then decide if this either helps or hinders you. So as an example, first thing in the morning, do you check your phone and then you end up down an email and social media rabbit hole, which takes so much time that's not productive, that doesn't actually help you and that you end up missing out on your exercise because of it. Or do you get your clothes ready the night before so that when you wake up in the morning, you quickly throw on your exercise gear and that means you've committed to the exercise that you decided to do. Or do you fall asleep in front of the television every night and then never get time to read? <laughs> now, I'm actually, these are all personal experience, I have to say. So I can personally relate to these, but write down your things. Some of those, you might relate to some of them as well, but write down what your habits are. And then just roughly go through and mark which ones you think help you and which ones hinder you based on that timeline and timeframes that you created above. So now step five and there is a bit of work in some of these. So it's okay to, to just write them down or to pause and do the activities and then come back to it. Because there is a, there's quite a bit of content here. But I truly believe that if you do do this, it will change your life in how you see your habits and your time, how you see time, how you behave with time, how you manage your time, and then the habits that you're going to set up to support doing all the things you want to do. So you can become and feel more productive and actually feel calmer about your life and clearer on the things that you really need to get done. So have a look at those previous habits. Take the ones that you put hinder next to and redo them. So instead of doing, looking at your phone in the morning, just put your phone away. Like I often use my phone as an alarm. I literally now hit snooze, like not snooze, I, I t like stop, put my phone away upside down so I don't even see when the light flashes on. 
I put it away. That's it. Done. I'm not, I don't even look at my phone until about nine o'clock. Because if I do, I will end up down a rabbit hole and seriously, things can wait. We've gotten so used to being available. Everything's immediate. People want immediate responses. You have to set your boundaries to say, you know what? No, 9am is perfectly okay for me to start dealing with this. I don't need to do it at 6.30 in the morning or even 7, 8, 8.30. Nope. This is now my morning. This is what's important to me. This is what I've prioritized and I'm committed to it and I'm doing it. Everything else can wait. If something is really that urgent, someone will call you anyway. Like it's, it, it just always has a habit of, of working. So make sure that whatever your habits are. I've gone back to using post-it notes. I used to, I scheduled time out in my calendar as well for white space and all those sorts of things. But I also, and my phone is on silent most of the time as well. Because I don't know about you, but that constantly ding, ding or toot. I had toot for a while. Oh my gosh, it would just drive me. It would make me feel so overwhelmed. But I was like, I just can't handle the sound anymore. So I actually turned my phone on silent. It sits on silent most of the time. And then I've got um, post-it notes. Like I said, I started to use, I used to use them years ago when I was single and living on my own. My whole kitchen bench was just full of post-it notes and that I would pick up and scrunch up and throw out, which feels great, by the way. And then I would add another one. And then if I saw too many post-it notes, I was like, oh, this is too much stuff. Now I need to, now I need to prioritize and take things away. Um, But I've gone back to doing them because it actually feels really good. So I had three post-it notes for a day. These are the things I need to do today. And if they're not gone by the end of the day, then I have to look at why. Was there something that else that came in that was prioritized or did I just get distracted? It is a discipline, but it's also something physical. Because can you imagine like picking this thing up, scrunching in your hand and throwing it in the bin? Oh my gosh, it feels great. (laughs) So... Then make sure that those habits that you're putting in place align to your time. So go back to the big the the big table that you did um, that you started in step one. Look at your relationship to time. Look at the habits. They're ones that are going to help you. You're going to replace the ones that hinder you with the ones that help you, and you're going to make sure that all of those actually help you achieve the time chunks and the activities that you need to do in order to do that and once it's done it is a bit of effort to get it set up but you've got to be consistent and do it put it somewhere you can see it review it on a a monthly basis you might need to do it on a weekly basis to start with and then after a few months you'll start to get into the rhythm and it won't be such a big deal anymore you won't even really need to think about it much anymore it will just flow and roll because it really does make things so much easier when you can get that humming I always get people saying, how do you get so much done? This is how I get so much done. So figure out how all of that can structure around to work for you. If you have any questions or any comments or any feedback and your experiences, please let me know. But give it a go and have a wonderful day. And I hope you get all the things done that you need to and want to. Bye-bye.